Welcome back to another Tailgoats podcast. My name is Will Finn. I'm welcome back with Andy Finn, my brother. It's been a while, Andy. We haven't had you since the NFL draft. And it's good to have you back with some football talk. Glad to be back. We have a lot to cover here, and we're going to try to keep these short as usual. But we're going to cover a lot of football, because and everybody's pumped that football is back. Yeah, absolutely, everybody. It was great to see a uh, full slate Saturday and Sunday. It was nice to have college football sprinkled in Labor Day weekend. You know, Sunday night and Monday night with some of those games, which we'll touch on. But NFL's back Thursday, Sunday, Monday, and college football all day Saturday. And you get some uh, Pac-12 games and Mountain West games scheduled Fridays. Once the max, once the max, action start. I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't checked out max, and I was tempted to, but uh, I don't want to dive down into max. Yeah, you yet. don't want to just bet the overs, no. the easy picks. We got to watch a couple weeks of Mac football before we start. You know, really investing into it. Yeah, I'm not doing well in college football right off the bat, but NFL, I've been spot on, and it's been fun. But let's kick this thing off. Browns and Chiefs talk. Andy, you were at High and Dry in Tremont for. The end la trote, uh, home or I'm sorry, the way opener. What'd you think of the environment there, the crowd, everything? It was awesome. It, you know, it was great to see people back out watching football. Um, excited for the season again with you know the Browns, the potential, um, playing the same team that ended our season last year. You know, you wanted to get that win. Unfortunately, I'd say the second half kind of was downhill, and you could just feel, especially the fourth quarter, that just the wind gets sucked out of there. Um, especially from the way it started, going up 8-0. You know, it sucks. We have that pit in our stomach that we, we felt for years, and, of course, the, the, the mantra's been for 20 years is um, it's the same old Browns. And, you know, I, as a fan, I, 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 I kind of left that game upset because I feel like we've, we've graduated as, well, I'm not going to speak for the whole fan base. I feel like we've graduated from that feeling of moral victories. And I, I don't feel a moral victory there. I know that there's people that do because, you know, the Ronnie Harrison ejection, no OBJ, uh, Jedrick Wills goes down. Um, the, the line uh, picked up nicely for him when he he went down. You, you mentioned during the game, I was kind of upset at the time the Ronnie Harrison ejection was absolutely silly and stupid i mean didn't make doesn't make any sense for that to happen but you said it right away will this is going to set you know the attitude for the season going forward that hey you know you did get us in the playoffs we're in your house and we are not going to take this this year and we know that we're potentially going to see you come january yeah there's no moral victories when you're a contender that was a game we needed to steal on the road based on how it started. Going into it, you know, you look at the schedule, week one, Kansas City, your players didn't really play preseason football at all. We didn't have a cupcake opponent to start. We could have stole that game. We we lost the game. I, and I, I, ha- I hate you're using that word, could have. Did we blow yeah, that game? We did. Um, you know, you look at the way our defense played, we, we definitely shut down the run. I mean, I'll throw some of the stats out there. Our defense held the run to 3.2 yards per carry. And that's, and that's with Mahomes, who just runs wild, and that's the first time you get to see uh, Clowney and Garrett kind of pinch the ends. And the sack numbers aren't there, but they really did a pretty good job at uh, containing Mahomes. They did. Uh, you know, the longest run Casey had was nine yards. <laughs> but on the passing side, they threw for 12 point yard, 12.5 yards 
uh, per completion or per reception. So I'd, I'd have to look at it, Andy. And, you know, obviously the Hail Mary, I want to call it a Hail Mary because John Johnson really did screw that play up. It, it, that pass absolutely has to be intercepted to, to Tyreek Hill. Um, cause I think that the, I don't even know how long of a pass that was. His longest pass of the day was, it, it had to be a 40 or 50 yard pass. Cause he kind of just winged it up there. Um, that's one of those things that what you you said it yourself. You use that could coulda shoulda woulda. Um, you have to finish that off, and it, you leave that game having a chance to beat Mahomes. Where in the playoffs we would have beat them with without Mahomes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, twenty seven for thirty six, three hundred thirty seven yards, the three touchdowns, one hundred thirty one rating. The QBR was eighty eight, and he had eighteen yards on the run with the one touchdown. They really held Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He only had fourteen carries for forty three yards, and their rushing game was non existent outside of them too. Tyree Kill was very existent though. <laughs> one hundred ninety seven yards through the air. Yeah, that's over half of Mahomes' passing yards. It looks like the long was seventy five. That was a seventy five yard pass, Andy. It's <laughs> a lot of yards on the Brown side. Baker, I thought Baker looked good. We didn't see him in the end zone passing wise. Uh, you know, through that interception at the end of the game, did throw for 321. Chubb and Hunt both averaged five and a half yards per per carry. That's pretty good out of our running backs. And then on the receiving side with our uh, wide receivers and tight ends, eight different players had a reception. That's excluding Baker Mayfield. Andy, 17 games in the season. How many times per pro football focus are the Browns going to offensively outgrade the Chiefs? Well, they did it Sunday, and you don't win. It can't happen again this season. In in these games where you're on the road, you're going to see this against the Steelers, the Ravens. When we go in and we're that close, we have to finish out games. You have to play a full four quarters. So we've graduated to the point where even on the road, where are we up? Uh, 24 to 10 at halftime. You let you go let them score 10. You're, you're outscored 23 to 7 in the second half. Um, obviously, Jamie Gillen, the, the, the fumble was just... Absolutely atrocious. Nick Chubb doesn't fumble the ball. He fumbles. He has that crucial fumble, and you know that's going to eat at him. Um, he'll bounce back. What do we have for Nick Chubb? 83 yards and 15 carries. 5.5 yards a carry. 5.5 yards a carry for Kareem Hunt. Chubb with two touchdowns. Hunt with the one uh, touchdown and the two-point conversion, which was awesome. Uh, Stefanski shows that he'll, he'll put his... <laughs> sorry to use this language. He'll put his nuts on the table. And he's not afraid to step back from any team in any environment. And you just got to sit back and say, you know, finally we've got our coach. And um, I don't think he's going to bask in the loss. I think they're going to move on back to practice today. No, the confidence is definitely there from the players, the coaching staff, the front office. It's all clicking. Um, and the, the one guy that's it was nice to see on the field was uh, Denzel Ward, finally. <laughs> and he looked good. He did look good. Uh, moving on. Uh, oh, so last, last but not least, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> oh God, torched us as well. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention him there. Uh, nice to see Anthony Schwartz. <laughs> Three catches for sixty nine yards. And where's Hollywood? <laughs> not existent. Oh boy, you've got depth at wide receiver. Um, no Odell Beckham Jr. He's ruled out as of today for this weekend, and I'm I'm kind of happy we're not playing him against the Texans. Let him rest. Anybody that says that we're better without him, I, I get upset because he's a weapon. He's a game changer. You have got to count for him on the field. So, anything else you want to add on the Browns Chiefs? Um, no, just move move forward. You got Houston this week, and, and you don't. They won. 
They won week one. They won with Tyrod Taylor. So, hey, it, what did, what, the, the last year, we only beat them by, I think, a touchdown. Maybe it'll be a nice homecoming for them. <laughs> what do you got next? Game balls? Game balls from week one. All right, um, go for you. Who's your first one? Or only one, I guess. I guess I divided up between three. Dallas going to Tampa Bay. First game of the year to keep the game that close. Almost win it. Banner goes up. Yeah, there's a lot of factors. Your quarterback's coming off of a compound ankle fracture. Not only does he come out and play well, he throws for 400, over 400 yards with three touchdowns. Dak is back. As is Amari Cooper. He's got to be so happy to have Dak back under center. Andy, how many shares of Amari do you have? A lot. I have zero. I have zero shares of Amari, and it kills me. I, I, I'd like just one. He is going to be the top wide receiver this year. What is the, today's Wednesday, September 15th? We'll come back and revisit this. I think he's going to be the number one wide receiver. So 13 for 139 with two touchdowns. I didn't look at how many targets he had, but on the running side of the football, Ezekiel Elliott looked awful. And owners in fantasy had to be a little bit concerned after that. You think getting Dak back would help out Elliott's stock a little bit? I think it made it worse. Obviously, the Dallas line concerning the COVID issues, but we'll see. We'll see. Hey, one week one, we can't call him a bust just yet. But yeah, obviously, I'm worried. I, I have him in BTA, and I'm very, very concerned. I know our buddy Omar, who's just a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. We've been giving him such a hard time since, well, last Thursday, and that's the 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 Dallas Cowboys are just. I, I hope I don't for Omar's sake they turn into the laughing stock of the league because I know what that's like but they won't but they won't Dallas being a good team makes Thanksgiving that much better so much better Detroit on the other hand <laughs> they're 11 point dogs going into Monday but we'll get to that oh we'll get to that uh I got Kyler Murray Cardinals took on the Titans they won 38 to 13 Kyler Murray was 21 for 32 four touchdowns with one pick and 20 yards rushing and then a touchdown we get the Cardinals at home. That's going to be a good one. It's a 4 o'clock game. I hate 4 o'clock games. I'm, I'm over them. I'm tired of them. I'd rather have 1 o'clock and then have the rest of the day to watch everything else. But, hey, that's part of the, the playing some of these West Coast teams. I like 4 o'clock games. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Uh, then game of the week. I'm going with Monday night. Baltimore, Las Vegas, OT winner. A lot of pressure on Las Vegas at home. New stadium, right? Yeah. Full capacity. They didn't. They did not have fans at all last year. Gruden somehow pulls it off. I mean, there was turnovers at the end of the game. I think Baltimore was in the red zone about to win it, and their receiver got hit in the head with the ball. Or maybe it was the other way around. But either way, the overtime was exciting. Good to see Las, Las Vegas. It's, again, another team that, when they're relevant, they're fun to watch. Uh, and I got them this week at Pittsburgh. It's a week, my week two game of the week. That's going to be a fun one to watch. Pittsburgh's favored by five and a half. I think it's a four o'clock game. Um, but Raiders at Pitt. Can't wait to watch that one. I'll take uh, my game of the week. Obviously, another primetime game. The Bucks and Cowboys. We just talked about it. Tom Brady does it again. Doesn't flinch. They're losing. And he comes back and gets gets the W. 31-29. Doesn't need overtime. What a wild. What Your your game of the week, though. The, uh, if I'm not just going to agree with you on everything. That was really the game of the week. We got a, a treat for Monday Night Football. Andy. Give us the primetime games for this week, which, by the way, I went 3-0 against the spread this past week, but we've got a couple duds here. Oh, before we get to those, oh. the, the one performance of the week we got a touch on. Oh, okay. Um, 
This gentleman was 14 for 20, 148 through the air, ran for 37 yards with five touchdowns. Uh, he also holds the record for pick sixes in a season with seven, and that was in 2019 with Tampa Bay. This is Mr. Jameis Winston. Oh, so is that our segue into getting to goats quotes? I mean, this was a good one. Hello, you play to win the game. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. I'm a man. I'm 40. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. All right. What's what what's record did I tell you before the show? Jameis Winston set an NFL record? Yeah, NFL record for pick sixes was seven. And in a, and that's in a season. He had yep. 30 interceptions that year. It's <laughs> tough to do. Okay, Mr. Winston, take it from here. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. Great, I think, great advice. It worked. I think, I think that's good life advice, though, from Mr. Winston. Just be prepared. I didn't come over here with any notes. I wrote down the last 10 minutes. And I was prepared. You crushed it. Your note, Pete, your note uh, pad over there is kind of nice. We're halfway through it. All right, so Thursday night, we got Giants at Washington. Giants minus, or sorry, Washington football team is minus three. They're saying the line is even. Don't you get three points because you're the home team? Yeah. So it's an I, even I, game. Uh, I'm probably going to, not not my official pick. Uh, I'll it'll have I'll have it on Twitter. Likely taking the Washington football team minus three. Daniel Jones. You're going with Daniel Jones plus three. Okay. Sunday night football. What do we got? Kansas City at Baltimore. Kansas City is minus three and a half on the road. Baltimore's got to come back and win. They can't go down zero two. I don't. I, I, Baltimore looked decimated. Yeah, Kansas City's defense, I think, is going to contain Lamar Jackson. I think KC wins big. Kansas City minus three and a half? I think they win big. Well, we got Monday Night Football. I don't even know if I'm going to watch this one. Detroit at Green Bay. Green Bay is favored by 11. What in the world happened to Green Bay? Who was the best quarterback on the field? I don't know. Who's Detroit's quarterback, though? Uh, oh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. And I know you, you've got it. You're all over Twitter. I, I mean, you can do a search, and you can look at me and Andy going back and forth on the Stafford and Goff trade. Rams look good. Rams look good um, on Sunday Night Football. What's the line on Monday Night Football, September 20th, ESPN? Minus 11, Green Bay. It's <sighs> a lot of green, Andy. That is, uh, I think Jared Goff can beat them. Um, do we get an angry Aaron Rodgers? No. I think Aaron Rodgers is done. I think he's cashed out. I don't think he wants anything to do in Green Bay anymore. I didn't watch, I think it was Rachel Nichols. I didn't watch that interview yet. Um, I can't believe that's out there. That's a, lot. a week before the season? Yeah. Um, like I said, I have not watched it yet. I don't know what to think. Um, do you want to go back? We got two more quotes. We got to review. Yeah, yeah. Go back to the quotes. Oh my gosh! Do I do I do the Jameis? Oh, we'll save it for the end. Okay. Uh, who do we got here? This game had it all. Yeah. What did you think of your team's ability to withstand Florida State's impressive comeback? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. Andy, I'm not a big fan of cap- capital punishment anymore in my old age. No, uh, Brian Kelly somehow got away with that. I don't think there was any punishment for that. Catholic school. I mean, he's talking about executing these guys after they beat Florida State, who is now 0-2. 
Um, but a lot. I gotta I gotta tie back. So we didn't we did see some action as Toledo almost upset Notre Dame on the road. Oh. Well, that's not Max. Okay, that's not Maction Maction, but okay. That's okay. a Mac team showing up as an Ohio team. Toledo had the lead with like a minute 30 left, and it was a good game. I, I was watching on StatCast, and, you know, Notre Dame, you know, close game with Florida State. Florida State, you know, was at home. I don't know who FSU's quarterback's going to be this year. They're bad. They're 0-2. They lost to Jacksonville State at home 20-17. Mackenzie Milton hasn't thrown a ball since 2018, and he's their starting quarterback. He went five for seven against Notre Dame. They've got Jordan Travis back there. They're a mess. Um, another team that I think is a mess right now is the Texas Longhorns. They stink. Oh they lost. They lost to Arkansas 40 to 21. Arkansas was unranked. Not only did they lose on the road at Arkansas, but the fans tore the goalpost down. So Arkansas took a little bit of an L with their stuff getting Andy, torn down. Texas still getting some top 25 votes. They should For whatever reason. Top 25 is a joke right now. Notre Dame is 12. They've dropped four spots. They're 2-0. Should not be there. Ohio State, the biggest losers of week two. Oregon, they, they torched them. Oregon up eight spots, number uh, four. Iowa, the big winners as well over Ohio, Iowa State. They're up to number five. Rounding out the top three, you got Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma. Familiar faces. I don't right. think Oklahoma's that good this year. I think Oregon is a playoff team. They looked very good against Ohio State. Now, Ohio State, they're in trouble at QB. Yep. We can talk about that another day. Let's let's get another game on our belts and see how Stroud looks. Yep. And see, you know, see if he can rebound after that. Do we do we finish with Mr. Vrabel? <laughs> Are we done? We got one more. We got yeah. one more quote. Okay. This one's kind of hard to hear, but we'll see how it goes. Not good, Andy. Not not good saying that after a loss to the Cardinals, you lose by twenty five at home. Not good. Um, I don't know what he quantified as doing dumb shit, but not smart. It was a personal foul, wasn't it? Uh yeah. Okay. So Brian, I got, I got no. I got two co- two college football games this week. I'm not talking about. Okay, real quick. Virginia Tech going on the road to West Virginia. This game's at noon on FS1 right now. Virginia Tech's two and zero. Week one, they beat down uh, UNC. Um, that game wasn't close. No, it wasn't. It was not close at all. And West Virginia somehow is a favorite here. I haven't seen anything that was big injury-wise. That, what, three points? Yeah, Virginia Tech should be losing people. You know, be underdogs, but maybe it's a trap game. Mountaineers at home. <laughs> Mountaineers okay. at home. Not a fun crowd to play in front of. It's going to be sold out. I know John Call is going to be there. Oh, he's gone? I, I got to talk to him about it. Um, and then moving on to 330, Alabama at Florida, 14 and a half points going to Alabama or going to Florida State or sorry, Florida <laughs> all over the place. Florida State at home. They're Florida. getting 14 points. Florida at home is getting 14 and a half points. Bryce, Florida. Yes, Florida. <laughs> Bryce Young is going to go over there. I think he's going to torch him. Yeah, he's the Heisman front runner. 571 yards in two games, almost 71 percent completion, seven touchdowns, no interceptions. So Alabama big, Alabama big. How about your Hurricanes? They they got to figure it out. They got a lot to figure out on offense, defense, special teams, coaching. 
Um, you know, yeah. man in the middle, Mark is going to be there. He'll come back and let us know how it went. I mean, I don't know who wins that wins that game, but I I feel for the U fans because there was this uh, redevelopment and rebranding of the U to try to bring back the good old days, and um, we're not seeing it this year whatsoever. We'll see. Uh, you know, App State I felt was a trap game. You're going to get App State on the road. They're going to play their best game. Michigan State's going to come in and play a tough game. Um, after that, they got one of those cupcakes. Savannah State's hopefully is a blowout, um, but you know they got to be prepared. All right, so are we ending on that note? We got anything else? All right, Andy, we'll see how the Browns do against the Texans this week. I encourage you all to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. We're going to get more content as the football season continues. Andy, till next time, stay prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared.